everyone to another episode of the Nedotaku Gaming Podcast. It is Summer Game Fest season, formerly E3 season, one of my favorite moments of the year. As usual with me is my co-host Robin. Robin, how are you doing? I'm doing great, doing pretty good. That's awesome, that's awesome. Today's podcast is going to be pretty intense, there's a lot to cover. We're going to like just quick fire as much stuff as possible. But for starters, uh, it is Summer Game Fest. We had uh, different showcases. We're recording this after Capcom did its thing. Um, there's probably like one or two things left. There was like that extra Xbox showcase thing, which I didn't watch because I was in a meeting. Uh, yeah, so <laughs> we've seen a lot of stuff. I've watched a lot of stuff. Um, and I just want you to... There's been a lot of there's been a lot of stuff and i want to know what you thought about the festivities as a whole all the way from the playstation showcase to now like what do you think about this summer of gaming season thing hmm. Hmm. what did i think about the festivities as a whole uh you know i always look at these things from a personal lens which is how you should look at them and i'm not some all seeing machine that plays everything no so i look at things from a personal lens and i look at okay how many games am i looking forward to playing that have been announced from everything and there's a lot yes but then there's the second question how many games Am I looking forward to that? I think I like, wow, this is going to change my life. And hmm, that one is a bit uh, trickier because I think there's only one thing which I've come away with, which is like, okay, this is going to be life-changing game of the year quality game. But yeah, I think in general, there's, there's been good stuff. Good stuff all around. I think each show gave us something which you know to make us excited and uh, yeah it's it, it's been it i don't I, I don't know if i can say it's been a standout year for announcements but it's been a good year it's been i think just as good as last year really. but yeah cool cool for me i think actually better than last year but yeah i think this has been better than most years better than some e3s in my opinion i like i mean it's it's it, i think like some of the conferences did really did like a big nostalgia play to like e3s of old it really this is the first time this summer game fest stuff has felt like e3 in years like five six seven eight years even i would say like it really did feel to me like that i really appreciated Capcom showcase, you know, like I really, really liked that. Question: Is that feeling because of quality of content or because of you know uh, presentation? Presentation. I'm I'm merely talking about presentation. Like I'm not talking about like the what was shown, just presentation. Like how it felt, how it was all packed together, how the news was coming out after a showcase. You know, like I'm going to IGA and I'm going to Gamespot. I'm going to Easy Allies, what are they saying? People reporting back from play days, the giant bomb interviews. It really felt like old E3 to me. And when I say I want E3, this is what I mean. I don't 
mean actual E3. I mean this format, this feeling. This is what I want. <laughs> so I'm very satisfied with this Summer Game Fest thing. I don't care what they call it. You can change the name to Game Expo, Super, whatever. I don't care. But as long as it feels like this, this is what I want. This is perfect. So it's just about feeling. Okay. Yeah. And next year, Phil Spencer is saying like they want to do the like live conference thing, the way Jeff did this thing. And, and, and there's something. There's something that, that that captures, I think. Like it's 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 really important. I feel like just to have that as well. Like even Ubisoft, um, their whole thing was like it, it started with Just Dance, which is cringe as hell. But like for the first time, I saw that and I was like, this is great. You know, like I missed this. <laughs> I really did. And I was like, this is what I want. I want some of these like dumb moments. Uh, and and that it just feels good. I think it's a good. Sh- it's a show. You know, it should be entertaining. It's a show. So. Yeah, I feel like directs to me. I think they feel too cold. I don't. There's no Nintendo direct I have fond memories of, but I have very fond memories of many E3s. Like I, I like they are core memories for me. But there's no Nintendo direct that I can call. I can recall even at all. I don't know, man. This is weird because yeah, you're looking for a vibe. A lot of people are looking for the actual content, and <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I'm, I'm of the second camp. I'm more interested in the actual games themselves than the back. <laughs> so when I think of a good Nintendo Direct, I think of what games were in the Nintendo Direct, not about, you know. It's feeling robotic. I don't care. It was robotic. I want good you stuff. You know, director, remember the one where they did that puppet thing with Iwata and Miyamoto and Reggie? That was cool. I like that one. <laughs> that's a memorable one. I think that's the one that even had the Metroid Prime 4 announcement and Smash. That one I remember. That was cool. Yeah, like, like the direct which had, oh, everything is here. Yes, that was very cool. That's not about the presentation. It's about you know, it's about content. But the presentation <laughs> was cool as well. Like it was though. <laughs> Content-wise, that's what's mattered to me. Like presentation-wise, it feels like it's just I haven't felt anything different from you know from the other time. That's fair. That's fair. Um, you know, speaking of content, um, I. Uh, I was listening to a podcast. During this period, I'm just going to be saying stuff because I've listened to, I think, I'm consuming nothing but gaming news and stuff. So, <laughs> and I listened to Josh Davison from IGN uh, on one of the podcasts somewhere say that IGN has logged 390 games that have been announced. Um, so, of those 390 games, um, which ones have stood out to you that have been showcased at this uh, summer of gaming summer game fest this year we're talking about new announcements not all the announcements that got new trailers right? no just anything in general like whatever was shown like i mean easily by far the thing that excite that excites me is from atlas metaphor re-fantasio a game which you know, we've known this game has existed for like nearly seven years <laughs> now. 
we 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 know that oh uh, the team behind Persona 5 uh, at least a number of the core members spun off still within Atlas they said we're going to make our own studio called Zero Studio and we are going to make a fantasy game and a lot of people thought it was shovelware <laughs> A vapor, so not, not vaporware, vaporware yeah. because like nothing was coming out. Like we didn't know anything, and then boom! In the Microsoft showcase, here's a trailer. The frame rate looked like garbage, fair enough, but it looked it looked really good. The game looked really good. It's it's you know, it basically looked like oh, Persona in a fantasy skin, and like you know, I, I like Persona. I've got nothing against fantasy. <laughs> so I'm excited. Yeah, no, like um I feel like the the reaction to that in the general gaming sphere was pretty tepid considering what that is. Like that is the new game from the Persona 5 team, correct? Yes. Yeah, so like I was wondering, I was like, what? Do they do they not know what they are seeing? I think maybe like with, with more information coming out then they'll be like, "Oh, my gosh, that's what that is." But yeah, it it did look very cool. I haven't yet played Persona. I play. I I I got Persona 4 Golden, but I'm super intimidated by that game. It just seems so intense for me right now. Just jump in. I do have to just jump in. I do have to just like close my eyes and jump in. But to be honest, based on what has been announced for this year, I think I'm probably gonna have to jump in early next year during that droughtish period uh, because there have been a good number of things announced for me, and I will start with the obvious one. We finally saw. Um, well, I mean, we saw gameplay earlier, but I feel I feel like the the tone piece for this has solidified my feeling, and also hearing what the journalists have been saying, the play days, and what people have been saying about the demo. Rise of P looks really, really good. It really, really does. Uh, there's just something about that game's aesthetic that is. It's just I don't know. I'm sold. I'm sold on Lies of P. I'm, I I don't know. I find it so interesting. You know, lots of people whenever they think about Souls clones, they say, "Oh, this is gonna suck," especially when it's like by a smaller dev. But Lies of P seems to, you know, it seems to be getting things right. Yeah, and for me, the, gen- really the journalists who I am looking out for are the ones who. Uh, did not like the the older souls games but maybe jumped into Elden Ring and liked it which is my particular situation and so far a good number of them have come out and said oh this is like this is my jam like i'm really really enjoying this demo i enjoyed what i saw and stuff so i'm like okay this seems like something that i think i would really vibe into and it and it might not be like a humongous thing it might be like a 12 15-hour experience which i'm down for like I'm, i'm i'm very down for something like that that's that sounds really good yeah yeah i'll i'll i'll, I'll double tap just so we've got a, a thing going my second one i have to say surprise surprise it is bethesda games this is um oh my god why is the name going oh, i've lost the name what the starfield, starfield. <laughs> I was blanking on Starfield. Huh. Yeah, Starfield, that first showing that they showed in the beginning, what, two years ago, three years ago, looked so bland. I was so meh on it. It looked so mid. But this deep dive 
was exactly what I needed. Um, and I wasn't sold from the beginning, but as they kept going and going, I was like, oh, wow, they really are like actually going for it, you know, like they're doing all this. Yeah, like, and it may not be like the, the individual things may not be perfect, but like the fact that they are going for that, I think is really good because knowing Bethesda games, I know that there's stuff I can completely ignore. I feel like some people are getting overwhelmed by like, oh my gosh, shipbuilding. You probably don't have to do any of that because I've I, my first playthrough of Skyrim, I never ever did any of the like the, the the potions mixing or whatever or crafting. I didn't do any of that. I played through hundreds of hours of Skyrim without <laughs> crafting at all. Um, so I know that um, you can play this game without touching a good number of its aspects just to go through some of the things which we've added the ship building is extremely robust you can pretty much shape it however you want and this affects how the characters are in the ship because you've got companions uh mass effect style so again it has a mass effect kind of vibe to it as well uh you can board ships you can attack ships there's pirates there's friendly ships in space there's diplomacy, um, you can get out of orbit from a planet, land into a planet, you can, um, I mean the combat looks a, a little bit better than Fallout 4, like it does look like a shooter and less less janky. It's not perfect but it looks, it looks decent. Um, in fact for me the combat... Yeah, the com- fine. That, that's the thing I was looking at the most, like is this going to feel good to play yeah. and it seems like they've got the game feel down yeah. and you know for me that's enough yeah i mean yeah it's and the, the different worlds the big the big town citadel style like mass effect um basically this really much is like mass effect no man's sky and star citizen mixed into one thing um but you can focus on one particular thing as well there's obviously crafting you know, and, and all that Bethesda RPG stuff is all in there, and I think that is really, really, really cool. Uh, and I'm very much looking forward to this game. What's What's your one-two punch? And there's a lot of stuff which which, which has been announced in this season, you know. But you know, I'll go for a safe choice. Of course, Spider-Man. Yeah. Can't go wrong with Spider-Man. Spider-Man looks good. Uh, as expected uh we got extensive gameplay we got a release window we got a date no yeah not at first we got a release window then we got a date afterwards it looks good it looks it it looks like spider-man 2. (laughs) yeah um initially i mean i remember someone said there was no co-op but then we i still wanted to see because it did feel like there would be co-op, but there's no co-op, but you'll be swapping between the characters, GTA style, I think? Yeah, GTA 5 style. Yeah. Which is very cool, and there's the, the what, the, what's his name? The Venom, um, the symbiote suit makes Peter Parker yeah. attack mm-hmm. more aggressively, and you can see it in the animations and the takedowns, and I think that's very cool. It's, it's exciting, like... It's one of those games you don't need to sell me on it because I know what I'm going to get. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, you know, everything I saw is, you know, it's just like, okay, this is good. 
I'm looking forward to this. And everything I've seen is good. Great. All fantastic. That's really all you can say when you think about uh, Spider-Man 2. Like, I'm excited. PS5 only, correct? Not really much to say. PS5 only, probably on PC after like two years or something. The usual. It's exciting. I don't know. It's a boring pick, yes. But I'm looking forward to Spider-Man. Yeah. What else have we been shown? Uh, we saw remakes of a remake of Persona Three. Uh, it got leaked, <laughs> then it got shown. The leak made people tepid. The actual trailer review made people less tepid, and then you know some interviews made people scared because they said that certain content won't be back in the remake. And then they had to confirm that some of the content will be back. It's kind of a messy reveal cycle. But uh, I'm looking forward to it in the sense that, yeah, it's going to be nice to revisit that world. But at the same time, I don't know. I feel my feeling with Persona is that Unless it's a new Persona game, I feel like I'm done with the characters from all these other games. Like Persona 3 to 5, I am done with the characters. I don't want to deal with these characters anymore. <laughs> I feel like their, their stories have been told and I'm, I'm okay leaving them behind. So, whether I'm excited for Persona 3 Reload, that's what they're calling it. I, you know, I would much rather see Persona 6 or I'm much more excited for Atlas's new IP, as I said, Metaphor, that looks so incredible. Apart from the frame rate, looks like it will be a legit game of the year contender for me next year. Yeah, I mean, Persona 3 looks, looks good. I saw some people were a bit weird about it. Um, I think it's missing a character or something like that. Uh, you see, there's they added a playable female protagonist in the portable version which won't be in the remake that seems a bit of an oversight the playable female protagonist is is really different it's like a very different experience even though the core is the same but there's there's big differences I mean that seems like an oversight I hope that they do add that as some sort of like hmm, I don't know expansion of DLC or something. Yeah, some people are, you know, being cynics, rightfully so because Atlas are pretty stomach. Being cynics and saying that, oh, they're going to do a re-release of the remake and that's when they're going to put it in. <laughs> anyway, we'll see. I mean, those are two very good, like, safe picks, I guess. Yeah, well, like, um, and all spread around as well. Uh, my next ones are going to be a Ubisoft one two punch. I'll start with a very obvious one. Assassin's Creed Mirage looks like exactly what I want. I want back to basics Assassin's Creed, Assassin's Creed One Nostalgia. <laughs> they I don't I was even saying I don't even care if they bring back the tailing missions. I don't care, man. Like bring it all back. I want some comfort food Assassin's Creed gameplay. And um the the what they showed um gave me that honestly. Like it's it's all the, it's what I remember, uh, but 
what, what was the saying? Uh, you know, like, like looking back with rose-tinted glasses, like that's kind of what I think. What I think Assassin's Creed One is like, if I played Assassin's Creed One, I'm like, oh my god, so much like weird junky stuff. This is terrible. Yeah, but like Mirage is like what I think Assassin's Creed One is with rose-tinted glasses, and and it's a smaller game. It's lower price point because it's a smaller game. It's exactly what I want. Uh, yeah, I think it's forty-nine, right? Yeah, fifty bucks. Yeah, that's perfect. Like, that's exactly what I want. I think that's exactly what this franchise needs. Just something smaller, intimate, intricate. The Baghdad is so dense and packed, and that—that's man. Everything is back. Sleeping darts, social stealth, sitting on a bench. Like that stuff seems so minimal, but it's it's so important. Like. Assassinating and stealth is like the main key, uh, you know. Like that's that's exactly what I want. And the the, the the little clip they showed, I was I was entranced by the little story clip. I was like, okay, I, I want to know more. So like that's hopefully the story is good. Um, yeah. So Assassin's Creed Mirage, super looking forward to that. The other one I think is going to be huge, which is uh, Star Wars. Crap, what is it called? Star Wars Outlaws. Which is a game by Ubisoft Massive, the guys who made The Division. But it looks like. How can I describe this? Um. Man, what is it like? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to use Mass Effect again because it's the only RPG shooter I can think of, which is like that sort of. But I'll say like Jedi Survivor, but with guns, I would say. Although it is open world. Um, it's got space battles. Outlaws is open world. Sorry? Outlaws is open world. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Like Jedi Survivor is Metroid. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Like, But like the way that the visually, like how it looks, like the over-the-shoulder stuff. Because um, it's not exactly Watch Dogs. It's a bit more, like the camera is more at the back and stuff. Anyway, yeah, like, um, it's open world, there, there's, a, like, a, a faction mechanic, because I saw in the gameplay, like, your reputation with a certain faction reduced based on what you did, um, you can take contracts, because you're, you're, um, you're an outlaw, not, uh, you're a, a scavenger or whatever, um, you're a Han Solo, basically, <laughs> um, uh, and you've got a companion that can that you can send to like do some mechanical stuff like push buttons or make distractions and stuff like that uh there's space battles the space battles look uh not as detailed as the uh, starfield ones but this you can still go to space and do some space battles and stuff uh and yeah it's a open world multiplayer uh, open world um single player action adventure shooter which has some um rpg elements in it and it looks really good to me i think i'm gonna be playing that for a while i think that game is also going to be quite popular uh yeah that's that's my ubisoft one to punch i think they did a really good job yeah if jedi survivor being in trade daniel was as big as it was now you're making an ubisoft open world star wars game it's probably gonna sell gangbusters bh 
has been a huge hit. Uh, just like with most things, Star Wars, I wait for reviews before I <laughs> before I jump in. When Jedi Survivor, I've I waited for reviews. I've jumped in. I'm finding it kind of boring. Unfortunately, it is what it is. But I will do the same with Star Wars. I will wait <laughs> before saying, "Let me get excited." I actually think uh, the Avatar game is also going to be massive commercial. Yeah. I'm not excited for it at all because I don't care about the IP. Yeah. But I think that thing is going to be huge. It's basically, Avatar by Far Cry. So, yeah, it's yeah, that's going to be It's Far Cry. Like I've I like Far Cry games, and they, to me they are just popcorn. Like I call them podcast games. You know, like I've put in a four-hour podcast and I'm playing the game and. It would be fun, you know what I mean? Like you can't take it seriously, it's whatever. Um, but it, like the gameplay is fun, and reskinning it, I think, is going to give it a lot of new life. Because even while I was looking at it, I was like, oh man, I can, I can like that those outposts, man. Like <laughs> I've got new options here, you know. <laughs> uh, it's like mixing Far Cry Primal and the new Far Cry with the different weapons, you know what I mean? So like. It's yeah, I think it. I, I think it's going to do extremely well. I'm very curious whether there is overlap between the Avatar movie fan base and the Avatar video game fan base. I don't know. I feel like Avatar is the sort of uh, movie that video game lovers would like. So yeah. What are your other? What are your other two? Uh, yeah. Mortal Kombat One. Yeah. Um, you know, my opinion on Mortal Kombat is that I think the gameplay is terrible. Well, okay, I don't think it's terrible. I, I think it's for certain types of people. But I strongly believe that the presentation of the story mode in Mortal Kombat is unmatched in the fighting game genre. Like, no cinematic story mode in any other fighting game comes close to what Mortal Kombat does. And it's not like Mortal Kombat has got good writing. No, it's just that the presentation is so good. You are glued to your seat while playing the story mode. And Mortal Kombat One looks like it's going to be the same. Like when I saw the gameplay, I was like, "This, this looks. This is Mortal Kombat. This is Mortal Kombat Eleven, but they've added. They've basically made it like Marvel vs. Capcom One. They've added, you know, assists. And I have no doubt that my Mortal Kombat playing friends are going to love it." whatever but like yeah it that that i looked at that i was like i don't care i care about what they're doing with the lore what they're doing with the story what they're doing with the art it's a reboot it's a sequel but it's also a reboot the art style looks colorful it looks like they're going for a new type of tone it's probably going to be the first Mortal Kombat tournament, everything on that front, that excites me. How they're going to go in a new direction, but at the same time have characters from future games. Like Kenshi, Kenshi was never in Mortal Kombat, the original first Mortal Kombat, but now he's going to be there. How they're changing the relationships. You know, they've said that, oh, Scorpion and Sub-Zero are now in the same clan. It's not a revenge story, so like... How they're going to reinterpret the Mortal Kombat universe is what interests me. Because the Mortal Kombat universe interests me. I don't care about the game. I care about the story and the universe. Yeah, the, the, I remember 
um, when I can't remember what year it was when Mortal Kombat 9? No, X actually, because uh, 9 was I think universally praised. Mortal Kombat X, that story mode, I remember when that story mode came out and I was like, I think this is my favorite narrative this year. And people were like, what, you're being weird, and I was like, no, like I legitimately, <laughs> I legitimately do, like the narrative in this game is really good. Um, so yeah, I, I, yeah, like I'm also looking forward to that. I, I, I like the gameplay in these games. I'm not very good at them, but I, st I still think they're, I think they're easy to pick up. Hard to master, yeah, but I think pretty easy to pick up. Um, the assist characters, cameo characters as they're called, uh, I think adds a new element to these games that hasn't been there before, except maybe for Mortal Kombat versus DC. Uh, yeah, so it's it's it's, it's cool. It looks cool. Uh, people be, being weird about the graphics. I thought they looked fine. Yeah. Yeah. MK One looked really good. Uh, what else looked really? I don't know if this 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 probably counts as cheating because the game is basically coming out like super soon. But Final Fantasy Sixteen's demo release there was a. Five-hour live stream for Final Fantasy 16 alone. Wow! Where they, yeah, the demo came out, and yeah, it's an incredible demo. The demo is the first two hours of the game, as well as a section later on in the game, so that you can mess around with the combat. And yeah, it's wow. This is one of the best demos ever because. The opening of Final Fantasy Sixteen is incredible. It's very cutting heavy, and uh, the devs have not shied away from saying that Final Fantasy Sixteen is going to be a very cutting heavy game. They have like eleven hours of cutscene. It's going to be a very cutting heavy game, but the other phrase they use is that it's going to be a roller coaster ride. That's the term they use for the game, and I absolutely see how. The presentation, the story, the voice acting, how the scenes play out, you can, you immediately do invested. In the two hours I played Final Fantasy 16, I feel like they have done a better job getting me invested in the characters than I 13 and 15 did. And that's sad because those games the reason they had those issues because of development issues but this is when you can see a final fantasy without development issues it had a smooth dev cycle and it shows what, what was i saying i was saying yeah like i've seen a lot of like really positive uh looks at and reactions to final fantasy 15 especially the demo and i like that it's looking like this year it's not just going to be like oh my gosh it's Zelda like it looks like there might be a shout for um, FF15 and maybe even Starfield if Starfield is not weird or whatever so that's that's really positive I, I hope that um, I hope that the game has mass appeal you know for someone like me as well I'm still very apprehensive about if I'll be able to play the game and actually have fun. So. There's, there's a lot of stuff put in there for you to be able to play the game. And secondly, I say this with 
in, with the nicest way possible. We talked about this previously. It looks and feels like a PS2 game. Okay. <laughs> There's there are QTs. There's <laughs> long ass cinematics. It feels like man, this game is from another time. Alright, that's good. I mean, that's like you know MGS2 vibes, which <laughs> we're very down for that kind of experience again. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so I've played the demo. Demo is fantastic. Whatever they're going for in the story is looking interesting. I feel like the demo is what they needed to get all the naysayers off their backs because it's like just play the demo. And then people play the demo, and they're like, "Oh, this is actually good! Wow! Okay, sorry, guys." So it was really important for this to hit. I'm glad it's out. I'm excited. Game is coming out soon. Super excited for that. What else have we seen in this summer game fest season? That has interested me. You know, there's lots of stuff which are interesting from a company publisher point of view. Like, oh, Bungie have announced a new game. Ooh, interesting. Oh, this guy has announced this. But like, on a personal level, yeah, on a personal level, I think I've gotten. You know, it's mostly like I said, the Atlas stuff. Final Fantasy 16, MK1, Tekken 8 is getting a beta. I'm looking forward to that. Of course, that's the fighting game I love. The Tekken is a fighting game I truly love. So looking forward to that. Starfield looks good. Uh, when it comes to Xbox games, uh, I was very interested in Compulsion's game, South of Midnight. It seemed to have like a stop motion style animation unfortunately we didn't see gameplay this is a recurring thing no gameplay in lots of shows that's always disappointing but i was very intrigued by the art style for that game i felt like of all the xbox announcements that one got me the most my only thing with that is like their track record isn't very <laughs> stellar compulsion so because <laughs> like, yeah, even that even we happy if you like the art style that first trailer one of the best video game trailers of all time for we happy if you just 10 out of 10 trailer do you remember that trailer you remember it right the pill one no the one with the pill like take your pill thing and, and... Mm-hmm. oh it's it an excellent like if you watch that trailer you're like oh my god this is going to be this is I'm like this you're immediately hooked on the game like you have to see what the game is <clears throat> so they are very good at trailers and art style and stuff so I'm waiting to see if they've improved on their gameplay side of things but yes you're right it does look very, very <laughs> intriguing <laughs> for me I mean like uh, something which we didn't see gameplay but uh, I guess similar but uh, but I'm going with their track record this Clockwork Revolution which is an RPG from um, uh, the Wasteland 2 devs. I'm blanking on their name. What am I blanking on their name? In exile. Yeah, Brand Fargo's new game. It's a big AAA game. It looks exactly like Bioshock Infinite, 
we had the guy who cut the trailer for Bioshock Infinite doing a thread where he's like, yo, this, this, <laughs> they got my shit bar for bar. <laughs> 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 And it really does look exactly like that. Um, uh, but yeah, this one's like a full-on RPG because that's what uh, In Exile does. And in, in Exile, why I like them, their games are very systemically heavy. I don't know if that's going to work out if they're trying to make a big mass appeal AAA RPG. They have to probably scale back some stuff because if they do keep that systems heavy stuff, some people are going to be very confused and or overwhelmed. But then again, that's their thing. Maybe people, maybe that's a way that they're gonna get into it. Um, the other one, of course, was Fable. We finally saw another. They're calling it gameplay or in-engine, or whatever. But like, there was no gameplay there, really. Um, but yeah, it showed the tone. <laughs> I think they got the tone right. I, I'm still not into the look of it, like the art design. They've gone for like a photorealistic look. And I don't know if that really works for Fable, uh, but I think I'll get used to it. it. It's fine. I mean, it's not it's not completely photorealistic, but like the characters look, like they are properly proportioned. If you know what I mean, right? Like they like they look like normal human beings. And Fable was always a little bit like, you know, stylized and cartoony. And I was hoping they would go for that again, uh, but it's it's fine. Like I think they've still got the humor and the silliness down. So yeah, those I think those are the, the big ones I can think of. I mean, obviously Hellblade. Um, I mean, we saw that Cyberpunk Phantom Liberty. You really see no gameplay. No gameplay. Yeah, no, no gameplay as for usual for most of this stuff. But yeah, we yeah, I think there was a lot of stuff which was announced which looked good. Uh, there was that game which I thought was on Emusha. Wasn't. Everyone thought it was Onimusha, <laughs> but it's like, you know, the same way when Exo Prime was announced, it's like, oh, is this Dino Crisis? No, it's something else. Yeah. So when that Path of the Goddess was shown, it's like, oh, is this Onimusha? No, it's something else. So like, oh, yeah, but I'm still gonna try it because you know it's, it's coming to Game Pass, and I like Onimusha, and it's probably similarish devs or whatever. I mean, it's the same publisher, maybe not the same devs, but the same publisher. So I'll definitely try it out as well. Um, yeah, Game Pass, as always, is going to be some nice stuff on Game Pass. Yeah, that's most of the stuff I can think of. I can't think of other announcements that stood out to me in a big way. There was that game, which is very likely going to be Vaporware, that was announced at the PlayStation show, that Phantom Blade Zero. Phantom Blade Zero is the... Oh, I'm trying to recall. What does it look like? The Chinese game. Oh, oh. <laughs> it it might not. I mean, like, let's give things chance. I hope it. I hope it actually exists. Anyway, I've remembered my other thing, which I was really hyped about from these shows, and that was Sonic Super. Yes. Like, oh my god, is this actually happening? And. Yeah, I feel nothing but enthusiasm for that game. It's basically Sonic Team said we're going to make a 2.5D game. We're not going to rely on nostalgia. We're not bringing back old stages. 
we're not going to try and reinvent the wheel even though we're not going to rely on nostalgia we're just going to make a new game yeah and i think that's the best way they could have gotten i think so too i think that's what the 2d sonic people (laughs) look at me describing myself have wanted for a long time like just make that like just just we know like they they got the feel right like stop trying to reinvent the wheel the wheel exists it's perfect it's fine just put the wheel on different roads that's all <laughs> put the wheel on different roads put the put the wheel on different cars that's all that they have to do but what the sonic team have been trying to do is keep trying to make different wheels and it's never really worked um so now they're putting it in different roads and stuff and, and different cars and, and i think it might work it's really exciting. Yeah. It's really exciting. There's the whole the, thing that the... you know, there's, there's a bit of a co-op focus. Mm-hmm. They've got you know characters with different feel to each of them. You have a story which doesn't seem to be like a story. You know, it's it feels like it's an old game. It's not nostalgia pandering. No, it's not like Sonic Mania. I love Sonic Mania, by the way, but it's nostalgia me. I love the game, but it is what it is. This doesn't feel like that. This feels like, oh, we're taking a step forward for 2D Sonic. And and it's exciting. Yes, it's exciting. It's not like, it's, it's like a step into the unknown, but somebody is holding your hand because you know the type of thing you're going to get. But you're just going with it in a new place. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm super looking forward to that. I. It looks good. Like I, I don't know. Do you think they're gonna add that filter, like the Master Chief Collection, where you can go back from old graphics to new graphics? Because like that first trailer I had them. No, 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 no. This game is very much 2.5D. So from the ground up it will be designed to be oh it's 3d graphics and art but on a 2d plane all right one other thing i've heard so many journalists talk about foam stars saying that it's actually a lot of fun so <laughs> <laughs> yeah foam stars when everyone saw it it was just like oh this is platoon but with foam and then you know course it's a negative reaction because whenever somebody tries to copy a nintendo game it's going to get a negative reaction then people you know journalists played it and they're like hey this is actually good and then you remember oh if you copy a good game you're probably also going to have a good good game game. i mean that's how genshin impact is this what anyway um (laughs) (laughs) uh speaking of 2.5d uh prince of persia the Lost Ark? Is that what it's called? What's the new Prince of Persia called? I'm gonna look this up. The Lost... Lost Crown. Lost Crown, yes. Um, That looks good to me. I saw extra gameplay. That first trailer was like, oh, okay, okay, I see what you're going for. But in the second one that they showed at the Ubisoft conference, I was like, okay, now I'm... Now, I was sold after that one. After that one, I was like, okay, yes, I see what you're going for. This makes sense. It's It's a... It's a pretty intense platformer. It looks like Celeste to me. Like some of the platforming looks pretty. That's a bit much. I mean, it's not as intense as Celeste, like how difficult it is. But like, it's not like a simple platform. From the clips I saw, 
Yeah. There's a bit more Metroidvania than platformer. I keep hearing people say Metroidvania, but I haven't heard them, the developers, saying it's Metroidvania. It just looks like a platformer to me, from the clips I've seen. Oh, really? Maybe I should like look for more interviews and stuff, but I haven't heard any of the developers themselves say that it's a Metroidvania. Even at the Ubisoft conference, they didn't say it was a Metroidvania. Um, so maybe it is. I don't know. But like uh, the what I've seen, the it looks like the what you're doing is platforming. You're not really like like the fighting isn't really like the focus. It's more like going through like pretty hard to maneuver environments. Yeah. Which is what okay, fine. which is what the first Prince of Persia kind of was. Like it was a puzzle platformer. Yeah. So yeah, I, I I like games like this. I hope it's a team. I hope so too. And it's the team that did the uh, Rayman Legends and Rayman Origins. Uh and those are some of my favorite games. Those are some of my favorite yeah. games. God. Yeah, I love those, those two. Rayman Origins. I got nothing but fond memories for Me Rayman Origins. Like, Rayman Legends feels like you, there was a bit more Ubisoftication yeah. than I would have wanted. You know, it became big and yeah, it was big, stuff, yeah. like too big, too much content. Did you play it with Origin? I played it with three other people, Couch Co-op, and it was it's one of my it's one of the best experiences I've had playing Couch Co-op. I mean, fine, Couch Co-op, of course. I played both alone. Oh. I like Legends. I just like Origins more. Origins just felt. You know, it, it felt when I played Origins, it felt like I was playing a Nintendo 2D yes, platform. It's so good. I, I man, I bought that game day one <laughs> full price. That's how much I had faith in that thing. Like I saw the trailer, I was like, this is gonna be good. I was really craving that sort of experience, and it really was good. So, yeah. And we need a new Rayman game. We do. Please. We do. We do. I mean, so yeah, that's pretty much what we liked at the summer games showcase summer games first conference thing e3 not e3 key three whatever you want to call it i had a lot of fun i hope this happens again next year in this similar format for those of us who care about vibes i don't know if the announcements are going to be as good next year because i feel like almost all the publishers have thrown what they have at the wall with people now saying games take six years to make i don't think there's anything else ah, to announce. Um, times have changed four to six years for a game now so if your studio is making its game now it's going to come out for next next year yeah so i think the only people who have got stuff to talk about are sony and nintendo next year maybe they're the ones who are going to really yeah, show N- out. nintendo are going to bring out a new console so I'm really looking forward to it. I am I'm very much of the opinion that, oh, that your beloved Metroid Prime 4 will be a launch game for Nintendo's <laughs> new console. I really hope so. And the thing is that I, I'm thinking of like, I'm going to buy a Switch, but maybe I shouldn't buy a Switch and wait for whatever that is. But I don't know if it will have backwards compatibility. I don't know. So, it will. So, yeah. You think they're still going to be using cartridges? Yeah. We'll see. That's that's a podcast for another another episode. For now, we'll leave it there. Um, thanks for joining us. I hope you guys. I, I if you haven't seen the shows, I I recommend watching the uh, 
um, Summer Games Fest show itself, the Ubisoft conference, and the Xbox One. The Xbox One, I think, is one of the best ones we've seen in a long time. Like, just as a show, just presentation-wise, it was really entertaining. Um, yeah, watch those. Yeah, it was, it was good. Watch those if you haven't seen them, just to see the trailers and stuff. They were really, really good. Um, they'll get you excited for gaming. And I would like to recommend watching the Giant Bomb Night 3 interview. That's the one I think which had Phil Spencer on it. The Giant Bomb post E3 interviews have always been very enlightening. Most of the news you're going to be seeing about Xbox is going to come from that interview. So watch that if you haven't, just so that you get full context for what was said by Matt Booty specifically, because I've seen a lot of out of context headlines out there. <laughs> said. So I recommend you, you, you listen to that as well. Uh, and also watch the IGN Rand McCaffrey interview with um, Todd Howard. Uh, he also said a little stuff, and I'm seeing headlines being taken out of context as well from that. So, like, <laughs> so make sure you watch all those things in, for yourself so that you, you know what these guys are saying. Uh, yeah. Anyway, it's been fun. Uh, I am going to be waiting for these video games. Um, what are you playing after Jedi Survivor? Obviously, you're waiting for Final Fantasy. Yes, it's that. Jedi Survivor, not feeling it, hoping it gets better, just slowly going through it. But after I'm done with that, uh, Final Fantasy 16 should be out. Looking forward to that a lot. You know what? Like a, 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 a lot. <laughs> I've actually been playing some video games as well. I played a whole bunch of Warhammer 40k Bolt Gun which is a boomer shooter, which is really good. I was so shocked at how much fun I was having this whole time. Like, <laughs> I was very, very surprised. I thought I would be like, yeah, it's okay. But no, it's actually like a lot of fun. Um, and I tr- tried booting up System Shock, the remake. And it is my first time playing System Shock. I have seen videos of System Shock and it is surprisingly very 1997. Holy moly! Like, <laughs> I mean, didn't it come out in nineteen ninety? You would think they'll do some stuff like the other remakes, but they haven't. They've just left it as uh-huh. obtuse as that one was, and it's like, wow, that was, that was a choice. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it works. You can see, like, if you want to play, like, like, I guess the grandfather of immersive sims, like that's. That's where it comes from. It's 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 a fascinating game. I think it's yeah, it's, it's fascinating. <laughs> it's a little bit wonky. It's definitely not for everyone, um, but you should. It's not for everyone, you should, right? You should try it if you're interested to just to see where that stuff came from. The character Shodan is really good. Like I'll say that. Like from the jump, like uh, she's captivating. Like from the get go. So yeah. Anyway, yeah, play both guy. Okay. Let's get Boomer Shooters back. Phil Spencer was wearing a Hexen shirt. Boomer Shooters, baby, bring him back. <laughs> Boomer Shooters. <laughs> anyway, man, uh, uh, thanks for joining me. I will be waiting for your updates and reviews on the games that you're playing since we'll be doing that now. Yeah. 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 All right. 
Peace.